Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, June 14th. It's one of those days where you don't have enough time in the world to keep track with all the crap going on. It is also President Trump's birthday today. Shout out to number 45. Today he is 75, and today's also Flag Day, too. So get him out, wave him, fly him loud, fly him proud, everybody. So welcome everybody on DLive, on Twitch, and on the Foxhole app. Those are the three websites that I stream to. Shout out Foxhole fam, and everybody on DLive as well. Somehow I'm still on Twitch. I don't know how I'm still on Twitch. But anyway, we got a lot of stuff to cover today. Hey, quick shout out to uh, Dave at X22 real quick. I had a talk with him today, uh, an interview for his channel that'll go up later this week. I'll let you guys know uh, know when he premieres it. So... Always love talking to uh, X-22. Anyway, guys, some topics we're going to be covering in this one include a couple of things about audits, you know, not just singular, plural audits, new audits potentially in the future, and some news about the Arizona one, which may or may not be completed today, and we'll learn about the results maybe next week, maybe that soon, who knows, we'll see. Uh, We've got that. We've got a lot of stuff about these vaccines. We've got a couple hit pieces about Q in the mainstream media. Apparently, the FBI has has written a new assessment on Q that CNN got their grimy little hands on. So we'll take a look at that. And uh, a few other things as well, too, finishing up with UFOs, finishing up with uh, news about a so-called termination event that was uh, went pretty viral over the weekend. I think a lot of people got triggered by the name of it and misunderstood the space weather aspect of all that. And Anyway, we got a lot to cover in this one, folks. I appreciate all of you for being here, and we will start getting through those articles right after. Yeah, we got to do it. Quick word from today's sponsor. All right, guys, to begin, we're going to start off with talking about Biden. Joe Biden is at the G7 summit uh, there in Europe that's still going on, and he's making an absolute fool of himself. How can he not? He's Joe Biden, after all. So he was supposed to hold a press conference today, and he showed up two and a half hours late. Two and a half hours. Everybody was waiting in that room. And when he showed up, no explanation given as to why he was late. Maybe he was napping. Maybe he was getting his talking points from the Rothschilds. Who friggin' knows? And uh, it just turned into an absolute mess. It was super short. He then took questions from the audience from a pre-approved list of reporters. So this wasn't a press conference, everybody. This was propaganda, all right? Pre-approved reporters with pre-approved questions and then pre-approved answers. That's not a press conference. So this is just a mockery on the world stage that Joe Biden is giving our country. Thanks, yeah, illegitimate president. Administrator Biden, as some people call him, because he's, he's, he's not an legitimate president. So that's an absolute mess. There's just a whole lot of other crap going on at the G7 there, which... I don't even want to bother really covering. Uh, Let's go now into discussing some news about these audits. So the hand recount there in Maricopa County, as we're told, it's being completed today. 
And there's also some more state representatives that are taking the tour of the audit area. Looks like Wyoming officials are there today. And this must be 20 plus different states. I mean, it was 18 states at the end of last week. So it's got to be 20 or more at this point. So, man, we'll see. You know, we'll see when we get the news about the recount in Maricopa County. They're saying there's no way there's going to be 2.1 million votes, which clearly indicates that fake ones were filled out, dead people voted. You know, who knows how many of the votes were hot off a a CCP printing press (laughs) or something like that. Uh, Yeah, only a matter of time. And then with all the state delegations that are there touring the facility, it's also only a matter of time until we get more audits in other states. The Gateway Pundit here reports that we could see new audits announced in other states as early as maybe next month, which is just a couple of weeks away. So due time, folks, due time. But that time is getting much shorter. And then we got some news about Georgia, too. So not just Arizona, but Georgia. Response by election officials in Fulton County to an open records request shows legally required chain of custody documentation is missing for 24% of ballots from the 2020 election, or one in four of them. Disclosed TV was tweeting this just this morning. They got it from... This article right here, and it's discussing how it is just a cluster mess in all these states, not just Arizona or Georgia, but all of them, man. So I want to take a look at the top two bullet points here. President Biden, he wasn't, but for article's sake, we'll read it like that, was certified as the winner of Georgia's 16 electoral college votes in the 2020 election by the narrow margin of less than 12 grand, 12,000 votes over uh, former President Donald Trump out of a total of 5 million votes. Wow, 12,000 was the margin out of 5 million. That in in and of itself is, yeah, interesting. And it says the total number of absentee ballots whose chain of custody was purportedly documented in these 385 missing Fulton County absentee ballot transfer forms was 18,000, nearly 19,000 actually, more than the more than 6,000 votes greater than the less than 12,000 vote margin of Biden's certified victory in the state. So basically, there are more problem ballots just in these transfer forms. Missing absentee ballot transfer forms, mind you. More problem votes just in that than we had the full margin of what Biden supposedly, allegedly, purportedly won over Trump in Georgia. So, 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 there's problems in Fulton County. There's problems in... Maricopa County, there's problems in Antrim County. I've never had such a good geography lesson these last few weeks as to learning counties in states across the country (laughs) trying to research all the problem counties we've had in these problem states. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe Georgia will be the next state with an official audit. What's your money? What's your money on? Georgia or Pennsylvania or Michigan? 
or Wisconsin, or Nevada, or there's a lot of them. There's a lot. Okay, let's move on here into discussing uh, Christopher Sign. Christopher Sign, Alabama news anchor. This gentleman broke the Clinton tarmac story. He has been found dead at the age of 45 years old. 45, all right? It's a young age. This here is Christopher Sign. I want to play a quick interview that he did on Fox and Friends. I believe this was a few years ago, but let's take a look and a listen. Career-wise, what kind of, you know, what kind of threats or what have you received? Well, my family received significant death threats uh, shortly after breaking this story. Uh, Credit cards hacked. Um, you know, my children, we have code words. We have secret code words that they know what to do. Um, and that's why I came back to WBMA, ABC 3340 in Birmingham, mm-hmm. because when I was enduring the death threats, it was my former Alabama football family and my teammates, my coaches who circled around me. Wow. Oh, my. Uh, read all about it. Uh, you can get the book right now, Secret on the Tarmac. It's at Christopher Sign, S-I-G-N, dot com. And on Amazon as well. All right. Thank Chris- you for joining So I'm not exactly sure when that was conducted, but it was likely, I'm guessing, 2000, late 16, maybe 2017 time frame. Anyway, he's clearly an honest guy. Got a lot of death threats. People did not like him reporting the story that he reported on, which, if you're not familiar with that, the whole tarmac incident, some people out there might not be, a little bit of background. So in 2016, during the campaign season before the election then, uh, Loretta Lynch, who was the then attorney general at the time, was supposed to be investigating Hillary Clinton and her emails. Meanwhile, it was found out that Loretta Lynch secretly met with Hillary Clinton on a tarmac at an airport, I think what was in Arizona, while Loretta Lynch was supposed to be investigating Hillary Clinton. Now, This wasn't so secret because Christopher Sign got a quick few snapshots of them on that tarmac. Ipso facto, then we went and learned about it. So I'm guessing it was supposed to be secret, but turned out to be not so secret. And as the rumor goes, there was a deal made between Hillary and Loretta on that tarmac during that meeting. Now... Let's uh, rewind a little bit to some of those OG Q-drops. Q-drops from 2017. Yeah, so this one here was literally one of the first few dozen Q-drops that we ever got, right? I know a lot of you folks out there are new. You might have came into Q 2019 or 20, maybe even after Q stopped posting in December 2020. But... Let's rewind all the way back to November 1st, 2017, some of the first few drops. We were told here by our letter of the alphabet, what was negotiated on the tarmac between B.C. and Lynch, Bill Clinton and Lynch, excuse me, it was Bill Clinton that met Loretta Lynch, not Hillary, but, you know, his wife's getting investigated. Remember, it was expected HRC, Hillary Clinton, was going to win during this time period. What if the Wizards and Warlocks tipped off a local reporter as to the supposed unscheduled stop. Supposedly unscheduled, right? Allegedly, purportedly, supposedly, as they say. Uh, Wizards and Warlocks is basically a term describing what could be, what's apparently 
some sort of secret group or organization within the NSA that has access to some crazy, incredible intelligence, right? So essentially what this is looking like it's saying is that the Wizards and Warlocks, code name for a group, some group within the NSA, tipped off a local reporter to that meeting so it could be captured and thus proven happened. Was that Chris Sign? Chris Sign now dead of an apparent suicide. Whenever I see the word apparent in front of suicide in a news story, I question it. Ah, it's just, ah, it pains me to discuss this stuff, but we've got to discuss it or else, you know, they'll just keep doing it. So, who knows? We know Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. What happened to Chris Sign? Arkansas. These days, when I see a death of somebody that's under 60 years old, I'm like, shoot, it was a vaccine or it was Hillary Clinton? <laughs> that's like the only thing we have. Okay, let's move on from this. Um, let's get into now talking about some of these hit pieces. Look at this. Look at this. I'm not kidding you. It's not surprising at all, in fact. It looks like there was another, another QAnon assessment. I'm going to get a lot of, I'm going to get carpal tunnel from all the air quotes I'm going to use in this video. There was apparently a new FBI assessment that was written about QAnon that CNN got their hands on. As they write right here, this article came out just a few hours ago. It says here, an unclassified FBI threat assessment on QAnon was sent to lawmakers last week. Somehow CNN obtained it. A little more information on who, what, and why. It was titled, quote, Adherence to QAnon Conspiracy Theory by Some Domestic Violent Extremists. The public FBI threat assessment was provided at the request of Democratic New Mexico Senator Martin Heinrich. Let's see. Just want to say, if we get a senator who is a Democrat from any of those, like, southwest states, New Mexico or Nevada, most definitely, never trust him. Never trust him. And it's funny, this Martin Heinrich guy, he was like, sort of saying some weird things about UFOs to the to the paparazzi news media a week or two back. Now this dude's like all anti-Q. <laughs> Goes to show you how these like fake woke virtue signalers are using the UFO disclosure topic to distract from a bunch of other stuff. And then they, you know, are totally, totally fake woke elsewhere. But anyway, so this threat assessment, let's take a look at it. Here it is, okay? This is allegedly supposed to be purportedly, supposedly, the <laughs> threat assessment. The reason why I highly question this one, I believe it may or may not be real, is because this crap's happened before. Back in August 2019, the FBI supposedly made an unclassified assessment on Q back then. Now, we learned about this particular assessment back in 2019 from Yahoo News, 
But the same person that told us about this FBI threat assessment about Q for Wahoo or for Yahoo News was one of the same people that helped pump the Steele dossier crap back in 2016. And this FBI assessment in 2019 was uploaded to a scribed account. Basically, what I'm telling you here is that it did not look real at all. It looked like it was not an official memo that some FBI hack, maybe a CIA agent working at the FBI, wrote this thing, leaked it to the fake news media. Fake news media prints the story, claims that the FBI made a memo when it wasn't an official memo. It was like a faked one. It's what they did to Trump with the Steele dossier, right? So FBI could be doing the same damn thing, trying to make Q people look all violent and crazy and domestic extremist terrorist violent people, you know? It's the whole, it's a good old wrap-up smear with the, the fake memo given to the fake news printed just to give pretext to the whole narrative. Same shit, different day. It's like clockwork, folks. Happens all the time. So yeah, I don't know. I'll, I might do a video on this tomorrow just dissecting each little shit narrative the FBI tries to print in this. Hey, FBI, just saying. If you if you want some people that can give you some information, I mean, I wouldn't work for the FBI. They wouldn't hire me. <laughs> They've already read all my messages. Okay. Uh, let's get now into next topic. More mainstream media hit pieces on Q. So this is coming out of Australia. And this is some sick shit. Just saying. So the mainstream media there in Australia is going full bore against burn notice. Yes, burn notice. When I say burn notice, I'm not talking about the show. I'm. It was a good show. I, I really like that show. But what I'm talking about is the Twitter handle known as Burn Notice. If you were, if you were in the fight, if you were, you know, during the Twitter days, if you were on there, I'm talking like 2018, 19, even 20. Remember Burn Notice? He he was a he wasn't the most prolific account on there, but he had a solid. I don't know how many followers did he have? Like 50,000, 60,000 maybe. And he made some good tweets. He might have got queued a couple of times. Anyway, uh, they they doxed him. Yes, mainstream media doing what the pathetic lowlife just you can't even you can't even think of what adjective you want to describe these bastards. They're doing what they do, doxing people, trying to unearth the the names and faces behind the accounts, and then put them on blast in the media. And then just ruin their lives, like literally. They they did it to IET. They did it to Inevitable ET. They've done it to the guy that owned QMap.pub. That's why you can't go to QMap.pub anymore. He got doxxed. Uh, it is there's so many people. They're they're trying to do this too. You know, makes me grateful that I just decided to go with my name and face from day one before Q was even Q. You know, I had my YouTube channel for nine months before Q started posting and. I was doing my thing before it, but uh, be careful out there <laughs> for all you all you influencers, especially if you're trying to hide behind a you know nameless, faceless account. Be careful; they'll come after you. They're going after Burn Notice now. How the Prime Minister's pal? Because here's the thing: Burn Notice, uh, he was like 
two or three degrees away from the prime minister there in Australia. He wasn't like best friends with him, but he like met him once. And it was a few he was he was a few degrees away, but the fake news in Australia is trying to trying to make it so he's like best friends are claiming like, oh, prime minister's pal put satanic pedophile conspiracy theory in the public eye. Then we got another one here. Q follower, an old friend of Scott Morrison. His family reported him to the national security hotline. Yes. Yes. That, that, that's how far they're going with this. They're trying to literally ruin this guy's life with just smear, a smear campaign. And his family's turning against him now. It's it's sad. It's really sad. And like I said, a really similar thing happened to a few people that many of us know and love and have been following for a while now. Uh, they're they're trying to dox the heck out of people. This is this is the sick shit that we're all dealing with. So anyway. Two years ago, we thought demonetization and shadow banning was the worst of our worries. And now look, they're trying to send the woke mob squad after all of us. It's pathetic. Let's hope this doesn't go on much longer. Uh, Next up, Netanyahu officially ousted as Israel's prime minister yesterday in a vote. He's out of there after like 12 years. 12 years, I think. He was there in the prime minister spot. Uh, not no more, apparently. And, I mean, I, I ain't mad. I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I, I ain't mad. Although I'm not too sure about who might be next in line, who's, who's up next in their, their angles, but I don't know. I, I want corrupt politicians to be out of ev- every, every country. That goes for Israel and China and America. You know, I, I I don't see labels. I just see behaviors and actions. So you could call yourself whatever country you want, whatever religion you want. I don't I don't care, right? That doesn't that doesn't phase me when I'm forming my judgments about behaviors and habits and actions, okay? I think that should speak for itself. Let's not let all the labels divide us. But anyway, uh might be big news there. We'll see. Onward from this, let's get now into some vaccine stuff. Let's talk about this scamdemic. So you likely saw this news from over the weekend. Christian Eriksson is a midfielder midfielder for the National Denmark team. And he collapsed, just hit the turf, down, out. It was only like a few minutes into the match as well. And he totally collapsed. It, w- it was a gnarly video. The referee started signaling for the medics to come over from the sidelines. They were out there right away trying to resuscitate him. Turned out he had a cardiac arrest while on the pitch. He was 29 years old. All right? All right. I guess he collapsed in the 42nd minute, so it was about halfway into the match. Not not in the first minute, but uh, still, 29-year-old out this was, and it was live. It was during a very big match, too, at the Euro 2020 Championships. That's like that's like one step under the World Cup, basically. So a lot of people are thinking vaccine. I don't blame them for thinking vaccine. 
And there's a lot of people who are trying to cover their ass and trying to say it wasn't the vaccine, like the fake news media and also some, uh, I believe the CEO of his team. I don't know if it's his club team or the national team, but one of the, one of the managers for his team was trying to say, oh, he, he didn't get vaccinated. He, he, it wasn't the vaccine. Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure that most teams probably made it mandatory for their players to get it and have gotten it. So I, I really don't believe any team manager or team CEO is trying to say that, you know, we didn't get vaccines, right? Okay, prove that. Um, you know, when I first saw this as well, I have experience with sports competitions, and I was thinking maybe the dude drank too much pre-workout or something like that and then went out there, and that's happened, uh, giving people heart problems. But 42nd minute collapses like that and is like, out? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. And obviously, there is all of the controversy around myocarditis, which means heart inflammation, and especially young people under like 30, 40 years old getting heart inflammation uh, soon after their vaccines. You know, it's questionable. It's definitely questionable. So onward from this one. Uh, let's get now into the lawsuit that was going on in Houston. So the hospital there, Houston Methodist was trying to force over 100 of their employees to get the vaccine. The employees refused. Now, a lawsuit is happening, or was happening, between the employees and the hospital, but a federal judge there in Texas threw it out over the weekend. They threw out this lawsuit, and in the opinion piece, the judge was basically citing with the hospital, saying that, yeah, business can force vaccine and taking the uh, taking the sort of mainstream propaganda line like oh we've got to protect ourselves it's for the greater good so they can mandate it which i, I honestly don't know how legal uh, how constitutional that was of a ruling from this judge to toss it out i was researching some information a week or two back i think i showed it in one of my videos too of uh supposed laws claiming that employers cannot mandate this product, this vaccine, because it's not approved. It's under emergency use authorization. So there's a big difference between those two, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is, this is bad news bears. We'll see what happens with that. But in other news, luckily, some people are uh, not wanting the vax. Others are wanting the vax. There was an interesting poll that came out that uh, came out from CBS, of all places. So this poll stated that a vast majority of Democrats support employers forcing workers to get the COVID jab. All right? 80. That was the number. 80% of Democratic voters, I guess, people who called themselves Democrats, they <laughs> supported employers forcing these vaccines on people. I think the number for Republicans was like less than, yeah, less than 40%, 39% there. Approved of vaccine mandates at work. That, that That's way too high. 79% of Democrats agreed 
employers should be able to force their workers to get vaxxed. Ugh. Ugh, man. That is a bad number. But it was a CBS poll. They could be definitely skewing it. We know how those polls often go. Uh, Next, I love this story. I just had to throw this in here and share it with you guys. MIT Technology Review. This is one of those, I mean, here's the thing. There are a bunch of colleges like MIT, Harvard, Yale, Columbia. That's one. Columbia Journalist School. Uh, They are basically brainwashing the shit out of their students and lying to the public. Uh, Just higher education these days, guys. There might be some stuff you learn in it that can be helpful. But is it really worth dollars $100,000, and there's a lot of stuff they tell you there that's a lie, all right? In college, a lot of it is a lie. Misinformation. So, anti-vaxxers are weaponizing Yelp. Yelp! To punish bars that require vaccine proof. (laughs) I love this. So, there was this business in Manhattan that uh, was starting to get roasted because they put out this uh, this sign that said vaccinated only in their establishment, unvaccinated outdoors or to go only. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't know why they thought that would go over well. Uh, they started getting just lit up on Yelp. Apparently, it started going viral. And uh, yeah, they got a lot of one-star reviews on their accounts from places as far away as Europe. <laughs> Bunch of Europeans. Thanks, guys. Thanks for helping us out. Uh, dropping into Yelp reviews. Yeah, bad, bad, bad. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. And the best thing is that the cancel culture vultures out there, you know, they love to cancel us when they get upset. They get triggered. Ah, the truth. Earmuffs, cancel it. Uh, Once we start canceling things, they get really upset. They get really upset. And it doesn't go both ways. It does not. Because cancel culture cancels things when usually it's truthful and usually it makes sense. It just, they get cognitive dissonance that makes them really upset and they try to cancel. I'm all for canceling something when it's deserving to be canceled, <laughs> right? That's, then that's good. So no, it's, it doesn't go both ways. Uh, I'm all for this. Good job, Yelpers. You're, you're the real heroes in this war. And one last thing on this, then we'll move on to talking Wuhan lab for a moment and finish up with, what do we got? UFOs, yep, UFOs and some space weather. So, I was just doing some Googling stuff over the weekend, and one of the key words I often search is chlorine dioxide, just to find the latest news on it. I found this news wire. So, this came out on Friday, but I'm showing it to you here. There was some studies done by pharmaceutical companies in Japan, all right? Now, these studies showed long-lasting... Chlorine dioxide, aqueous solution presented by these companies and universities, 
inactivates over 99.9999% of SARS-CoV-2. Boom, bitch! Oh, how long have I been talking about this stuff? Years, actually. Even before I had a freaking YouTube channel, I've been talking about this stuff for the last 10 years. All right? I've been talking about it online for the past four years. Once COVID hit, literally a week into it, it was January 2020, I tweeted that chlorine dioxide can kill coronaviruses couple of days later, all across the freaking world, it wasn't even just this country, it was like international freaking news stations too, were all smearing my name, calling me a crazy QAnon YouTubing conspiracy theorist that was telling people to, to drink bleach, drink bleach, bleach drinkers, QAnon conspiracy theorist promotes bleach drinking, I still hear that shit too, and uh, then, you know, two and a half months later, Donald Trump gets on stage suggests disinfectant world goes crazy uh yeah i really wonder i really wonder if you might have seen or been briefed or heard that crazy QAnon conspiracy theorist was promoting chlorine dioxide anyway here boom if you guys want yeah where are you at now will i'm looking at you will pasty ass motherfucker um if you want this article it's on my telegram so go find it on my Telegram. Speaking of which, go subscribe to me on Telegram. I'm almost at 60,000 on there. Am I? I got to check right now. Am I at 60 yet? Ooh, eight away. Come on. I know eight of you guys out there can go subscribe to me on Telegram right now. Get me over 60. Help, help a brother out. Help a QAnon conspiracy theorist out. All right, guys. So anyway, this is huge. All right, and I want to talk about one line in here. It says, a study reported, this particular study, said that ClO2, chlorine dioxide, denatures the spike protein on the sur surface of SARS-CoV-2 and inhibits its binding to the human ACE2 receptor site. I repeat to you, chlorine dioxide denatures the spike protein on SARS-CoV-2, coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever the heck you want to call it. Spike protein. I'm wondering if chlorine dioxide can help us out with the spike proteins from these vaccines. I wonder if maybe it can. I don't know, but, you know, more evidence comes out showing chlorine dioxide to just be so helpful and so effective, and it's so cheap. And it's pretty damn easy to use, and it's all over the frickin' place. So maybe that's why. Maybe that's why Big Pharma ignores it or lies about it. Maybe that's why the fake news media ignores it and lies about it. Maybe that's why the Department of Justice arrests people. Literally, arrests people if they talk too much. That's why you have to be really frickin' careful when you're discussing this stuff, guys. And that's why I don't sell it. I do not sell it. I have never sold it. I think in the HBO Q doc, yeah, the, the HBO Q documentary that came out a couple of months ago, they tried to make it seem like I sold it. And a lot of those blue checkmark fake journalist, fake news journalist shills try to claim that I sold it, right? Jordan is a bleach seller. I've never sold it. 
I promote the shit out of it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I do. And I'll, I'll affiliate for it all day long, but I don't sell it, all right? So let's get that shit straight, all right? Especially you out there, Will. And Mike Rothschild. Soy boy. Yeah. I got more testosterone in my left nut than Mike Rothschild has ever produced in his life. Ugh. You guys are weirdo. All right. Moving on from this beautiful study that came out. Uh, let's talk about the Wuhan lab leak here. I love clowning on those guys. It's just, I got to. It's been it's been so long that they've been ragging on us that we got to fight back a little bit. All right. Sky News here, which this is mainstream media from Australia. All right. We were talking about how the MSM in Australia is a little earlier. So I'm a little cautious on this, but I will say this is... Very, very interesting. Came out yesterday. World exclusive. Footage proves bats were kept in the Wuhan lab. So, it's just... I mean, Pandora's box has been opened with the Wuhan lab. And it just can't... They can't stuff it back in. So, I mean, even if the mainstream media is reporting on a lot of these stories, I still think it's mostly true. They might be putting a little bit of spin on it, like, oh, the Communist Chinese Party isn't the bad guy, or Fauci didn't know, or whatever, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. They just can't. It's it's out there now. It's in the mainstream conversation. So this is more and more is coming out about it. You just can't can't stop it. And I found this from the National Pulse as well over the weekend. This 2018 video here surfaced and it's interesting. Sorry, some of the comments over here from DLive are distracting me. I got I to gotta save those till the end. Uh, 2018 video shows Wuhan lab partner scheming on how to make money from a pandemic. That, that, that is not an over-exaggerated headline there. That's pretty much what happened. So... A partner for the Wuhan Institute of Virology, Dr. Ralph Barrick. He was a collaborator and a gain-of-function research advocate. He, uh, this video came out, and some slides in it literally say, Global catastrophe opportunities exist. One of the slides in his 2018 speech. And he was talking about stocks and industries that surged during the Ebola outbreak. And he was basically using that to extrapolate financial advice on how to make money in the next pandemic. He was talking about in 1918 that masks were a big sales item. Same thing today. Huh. Huh, freaking huh. This is some sick shit, dude. Sick stuff. Look at that. Pandemics, opportunity, internet, misleading stories, miracle cures, conspiracy theories, scientific community, widespread technology. <laughs> uh, I can't even with this stuff, man. Isn't that called insider trading? Man, how did he know? And of course, you look at like some tweets of people like Bill Gates in 2018 and 19, how they were definitely signaling definitely looked like there was some predictive programming in them and they were talking about we've got to be prepared for the next pandemic we've got to be prepared right 
and then they were funding all of these different uh, vaccine manufacturers in 2018, 19, 20. It's just, oh man. <laughs> they knew. They knew this shit was coming, folks. The scamdemic. And once, once that virus leaked from the lab, they manipulated every single statistic they could in the books. They tried to cook every single book they could find and just inflate, 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 right? Where'd the flu go? How many of those cases and deaths weren't really actually COVID-19 at all? So it's, uh, can't even, man. People are starting to get it. A few people. I don't know. Some seem like they're getting kind of worse, but hey. All in due time. Now let's get into UFOs. And we'll finish this up. Mondays always seem to be the long, the long videos because we got to catch up from over the weekend. But uh, now let's get into this conversation. UFOs. I found this article by Zero Hedge. And what I want to say here before we dig into this is that I like the fact that the alternative media out there is starting to report some, I don't want to say like, contrary opinions and contrary perspectives to the mainstream media it's still pretty mainstream but it's still kind of shallow end I guess to describe it right so it's just like on one hand I'm like yes but on the other hand I read these articles and I'm like damn it not not really too high of a perspective or big picture view but anyway let's dig into this uh, Zero Hedge republished this. It was authored by Caitlin Johnstone via Medium.com. Caitlin Johnstone, I've I've read some of her work. I like some of it. Other I'm like other work of hers. I'm like eh, eh, kind of kind of a little diet wokey. This one's kind of a little diet woke as well. Um, saying media converges on the narrative that UFOs may be a Russian Chinese threat. Yeah, they kind of are painting it to be a threat. And I like the fact that Caitlin Johnstone here, and, you know, Zero Hedge published it, so good on both of them, but they're questioning Lou Elizondo. They're questioning Chris Mellon. They're questioning a lot of these guys that have been paraded around the mainstream media talking about this UFO disclosure stuff, right? That is great. Not enough people are questioning Lou Elizondo and Chris Mellon and figuring if what they're telling us might be bullshit. Although, it doesn't go far enough in this article, right? Like, it doesn't go the the 40,000-foot view, or I guess we're talking about UFOs here, so the, the stratospheric view. Uh, there was nothing in this about the idea that these UFOs could be ours, all right? So she goes counterculture against the mainstream narrative, but then kind of toes the mainstream narrative line a little bit. And that's the sad thing about this, is that I don't think a lot of people really realize that. I don't think Caitlin even realized that she was kind of towing that narrative here, just because it's such a convoluted, big topic with so many different aspects of it, that it do, it takes years to be deep in it to really get a, a solid idea, you know? Another subject I've been researching for 10 and talking about for a long time, and I've done documentaries on and things like that. Um, yeah, maybe Caitlin Johnson just doesn't know or realize, but 
most UFOs that are sighted, not all, I'm not saying all, but most are probably American-made. Lockheed's, Northrop Grumman's, some, some special access project that the Navy or the Air Force has or something like that, right? So anyway, uh, I hope, I hope the alt-media can expand their horizon a little bit and discuss, you know, a little bit more. But uh, there was that. Let's go now to the mainstream. The mainstream angle, which is, again, very predictable. Truth embargo. NBC prints this article last night. UFOs are suddenly all the talk in Washington. Why is that? Simply because the media, the media made it cool. The media won't shut the F up about it. So because the mainstream media won't shut up about it, well, then people are going to start talking about it. It's that simple, right? People like to act like grassroots support gets this subject going, but I uh, I came across a term today, or I guess a concept called astroturfing. F- fake grass, right? Fake grassroots support. You get these subjects like this UFO disclosure push, and it, it did not come from a grassroots movement, you know. The only reason the New York Times started reporting on it is because they were allowed to do it. They were greenlit to do it. And they were sent the talking points, of course, from somewhere else. So the New York Times starts reporting on it in 2017. And the articles just keep coming, right? So it's totally it's totally been astroturfed. This is not grassroots at all, but the new or NBC, excuse me, NBC printing this one, giving some time to Stephen Bassett. I don't know if you're familiar with Stephen Bassett, but that dude, uh, he he just looks angry. He, he he looks like he's a really angry guy. He's a big Hillary Clinton supporter, big anti-Trumper. Like talk about fake woke. Talk about like. Not that smart, honestly. And funny thing about Bissett, uh, some of you guys probably remember this, but remember Contact in the Desert in 2019, the UFO conference I got basically censored out of because they didn't want me talking about things like Q and Pizzagate and you know exposing some of the uh, shills in the UFO movement there. Uh, Contact in the Desert put me on a panel at, or not on, on a panel, they gave me my talk on a Sunday morning at 7.30 in the morning. So that was when they they slated me to talk, like, thanks, guys. And they gave me the smallest room they had. I, I don't think Contact really wanted me to be there. They just, like, the contract was already signed, and they said, ah, shit, all right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so they stuck me at 7.30 in the morning on a Sunday in the smallest room possible. It was overflowing. There was, like, 50 people that couldn't get into it. Meanwhile, in the big auditorium room with 800 seats, who did they give to that? Stephen Bissett. And he didn't even have like a few dozen people watch him. <laughs> I could have, I probably could have filled up half that room. And he just had like a tiny little, I, I was told I wasn't there obviously because it was at the same time, but I was told from the people who couldn't get into my talk and went to Stephen Bissett's talk instead that it was like pathetic because they gave him this giant room and he could barely fill like a tiny portion of it. Ah, I mean, that's just, that goes to show you that people, especially 
in terms of UFOs, you know, they they can tell the stuff that's just like shallow end. That's like not clearly not everything there is to know or understand or research. And then they're far more I mean, they clearly understand there's a deep state out there and the, the deep state really is as bad as you know, a lot of us talk about it as. So uh I don't know. Stephen Bissett. I saw him tweet a couple weeks ago that he went and got his COVID vaccine, and he's like, ah, I feel so awful. Ah. (laughs) These idiots. (laughs) These idiots. Uh, So, again, and this is, these are the gatekeepers that the mainstream media is trying to funnel people into. That's why Stephen Bissett gets the press and NBC for talking about UFOs and and all these other folks, too, like Lou Elizondo and Jeremy Corbell and blah, 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 blah. Um, the gatekeepers are getting the press. And they're trying to funnel the funnel the mainstream public, funnel the population into these gatekeepers, right? I've been saying this for a long, long time. This UFO disclosure, yes, it's a distraction, but what does it also do? Limited hangout in these... Fake news media pieces, they can try and claim, oh, there's no way this technology is American. <laughs> could be aliens, could be China, could be Russia. It's not ours, though. Nothing to see here. Uh, that's another convenient aspect of this agenda. Also, gatekeepers funneling people into the, the diet woke SJW social justice dumbass dumbasses like Stephen Bissett. And I would classify Richard Dolan in there, not going to lie. Uh, and there's, there's just others, too, you know? gatekeepers more gatekeepers there's a lot of them so be careful guys be very careful and moving on now into discussing two more subjects this one was a tweet from disclose.tv from over the weekend uh speaking of which disclose.tv and breaking 911 something you got to understand about these two brands or accounts is that they're news amalgamation sources so oftentimes they 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 can be kind of clickbaity because they just copy and paste headlines they see elsewhere and sometimes they can get stuff wrong. So don't always assume something from like a disclose.tv is going to be correct information. It might be twisted. This one was a little twisted. I do like disclose.tv and breaking 911 just for the like up to the minute news type stuff and whatnot. So I do follow them, but they can be a little nee. So this tweet here said, something big may be about to happen in the sun. Quote, we call it the termination event, end quote, says Scott McIntosh, a solar physicist at the National Center for Atmospheric Research. And it's very, very close to happening. So because he called it the termination event and Disclosed.tv just didn't describe what that was, people got... You know, they got triggered and went, oh, my God, son's going to do something and got all scared. So what the termination event basically is, is a uh, and here's a blog that I think Disclosed TV did link. Uh, No, they didn't link it. Oh, they didn't link it. This one here. So this blog discusses it a little bit more in depth. It's basically an event where you have magnetic bands that collide on the surface of the sun and uh it can kickstart the next solar cycle into a higher gear. So if you get this termination event thing where the magnetic bands do collide before a solar cycle, it can indicate that we could have a 
bigger solar, solar cycle. Now, the reason why this is important is because our sun is starting to move into its next solar cycle and wake up. And why this is also important to keep an eye on is because our Earth's magnetic field is weakening. And as I'm sure you may have heard, our poles, our magnetic poles on planet Earth are starting to move. They're starting to shift. So we're getting a lot of different changes happen, not just with our sun and our Earth, but throughout our solar system and probably this corner of the galaxy. Uh, yeah, so that's basically it. So we might be in store for a, you know, hot solar summer and the next couple decades are actually very important to talk about, to discuss, to prepare for, to understand. Uh, go to, can't plug it enough, Suspicious Observers on YouTube. Ben Davidson's YouTube channel, Suspicious Observers. Go watch his Earth Catastrophe playlist, Earth Catastrophe Cycle, I believe it's called. Uh, there's like 30 or 40 videos in that sucker, but they're shorter videos, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes. But just binge watch that. Learn a little bit about space weather, plasma physics, the electric universe, things we're not taught in colleges and higher education institutions, typically. Uh, so, you know, there's that. Now, let's move into one last thing. This was funny to me. Good old Vice. Good old Vice. Vice is years behind us conspiracy theorists, as per usual. Headline here states, Vast strands in the cosmic web that connects the universe are spinning, scientists find. Wow. Spinning strands of energy that connects our cosmos. I, I, again, you know, if you've been watching people like Ben Davidson at Suspicious Observers, you, uh, you've been hearing this for like the last five or ten years. If you study the electric universe ideologies, Birkeland currents, plasma, electromagnetic plasma currents, they've been saying, electric universe proponents have been saying that that for years. So, you know, whenever you see like a new study says type of crap or, you know, new science suggests type of stuff from the media, it's probably old. It's probably nothing new. You've, if you've studied conspiracy research, truth community research, it's probably been out there for a long, long time, and they're just late to the game. They're just late to the game. So, yeah, all that, all that so-called standard model of physics and, and the, the science that we're taught in college and universities, it's just so much of it is it's filled with holes. It doesn't make sense. It's incomplete. They're getting things just misconstrued and misunderstood and then having flawed foundations of understanding and then trying to build theories based upon flawed foundations. That's really what the problem is right there is just flawed foundational understanding and then theory on theory on theory is built atop a, a, a flawed core of belief and it just causes all sorts of problems. So anyway, guys... Uh, that's all for this one. Appreciate you for being here. Uh, I am going to do some quick shameless self-promotion, but I would appreciate if you guys would either uh, help me out by subscribing to jordansather.tv. I do some exclusive Zoom calls every couple of weeks with everybody subscribed 
to jordansather.tv. I also put up every single one of these videos ad-free and, and right up there so you can watch it through that. And there you go. So can't be censored, can't be taken down. You can support my work. You can get some exclusive videos. They're on jordansather.tv. And then I also have a uh, Subscribestar account. So you can support my work through that as well. I don't have a Patreon anymore. Patreon banned me last year, so I migrated over to Subscribestar. And it's a way that if you support me through there, you get discounts to my supplement line, Conscious Strength, ConsciousStrength.net. Uh, you can DM me. It's pretty easy to send me a message and I'll get back to you. So there are some perks through both of those websites, Subscribestar and JS.TV. So that's all for this one, guys. I appreciate you all for being here. If you're watching this on the replay on, on BitChute or Rumble or Gab TV or wherever, make sure you subscribe to this channel. Give this a, a like, a thumbs up, whatever it is. And I will see you on Wednesday at 3 p.m. That is the next live stream. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go follow me on Telegram. Go follow me on Gab, too. I still gab now and again sometimes when I when I remember that Gab still exists. And hopefully soon, we can have our Trump's own social media account. I mean, if, if these audit results are coming out within a couple of weeks, then I would venture to guess we're probably going to get Trump's platform, hopefully, hopefully, within the next couple of weeks. So anyway, thank you guys. I will see you in the next video. Take care.